This is Rainy G. It's almost that Sunday of the year, about six days from now, called Mother's Day. And then one month later, it's Father's Day. And um, every day is Kids' Day, of course. So I have to talk about mothers and fathers and kids. Um, I lost a child who no, was no longer a child um, last week. And my youngest also came to visit me. So I had a full circle of emotion around being a parent, um, what that means, what our children mean to us, what being a mother and or a father means, or trying to be both sometimes. And Mother's Day is coming. I know it's a Hallmark Day. I have uh, or had someone in my life who hates Hallmark Days. Um, I guess a lot of people do, actually. And then there are those who can't live without them. Um, if you don't get a card from somebody, even though you might not even like them, then you decide you don't like them more because they didn't send you a card, a Hallmark card or whatever. Uh, but we have these, these Hallmark Days coming up, totally fabricated by American consumerism, but still there. And, and some people attach a lot more meanings to those days than others. But I have gone through a full circle of emotion this last week um, around parenting. <clears throat> a long time ago, I started working with kids um, before I was a parent. In fact, I, because of my own history, said I would never be a parent because there were so many kids who were already in trouble. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily kids who didn't have parents. Those are kids with parents who who tried to be their friends and this, this is all from the 60s and the 70s um, people who became parents and, and said to themselves I'm going to reparent my kids and give them everything I didn't have or give them nothing that I had so that everything can be different and I'm going to make them more perfect or their world's more perfect and of course that's not going to happen and it never will <laughs> that's just not the way energy and DNA and recreation which is what children are that's not how it works um, and that's not what we're here for. We're not here to parent our children into a, a utopian idea of what life is supposed to be. We're not here to be slaves to them, nor are we here to ignore them. We're not here to um, have children so that they can take care of us when we're old, or so that we can take care of them for the rest of our lives. That's not what it's all about. If you look around in nature, I don't think um, any of the birds out here or the squirrels or the turtles or whatever else is out in my yard today because I seem to have a whole menagerie lately. Um, I don't think that they're too worried about the Hallmark Days or, or, or their karma um, or anything, really. The only thing they worry about is food and water and their territories which are their boundaries, I guess. But when I watch the Cardinals, um, they're actually the peacekeepers, and I didn't really know that until lately. I've watched them break up fights between Blue Jays, two Blue Jays fighting in the yard over who's going to get the female or whatever, and the, the male Cardinal actually, more than once, got in between them and separated them. So they would go their separate ways. Now, who had the boundaries there? Was that the cardinal who was trying to say we have boundaries here and we don't fight or was it the two blue jays who were fighting who said this is my territory so you can't be here um or was it the female cardinal who sat at the bird feeder and said go ahead and do your thing because that's not what i'm here for um 
or the squirrels who ignored them, or the mockingbirds who were only looking for the berries off my bushes and didn't care who was fighting. It's just an interesting thing to watch nature and put that into the context of us as being part of that nature. Um, the child that I lost was 33, and I didn't. She wasn't my own biologically, but she was spiritually. And um, I didn't bring her up forever, but I brought her up for many of the most important years that turned around her life. And then she lost that life. But she, she had a good life up until then, um, for the most part. And then I have the youngest that I that is now 24, who, who, even though I offered to buy her ticket here, and she knew I was driving up there, said, you always do this for me, let me do this for you, and bought her own ticket and came down here. And, um, and you know, made sure that she pitched in everywhere and cooked. And even today, when I took her to the airport, it said, you're not buying. I came to visit you, but you were always there for me. So I'll buy you breakfast. And, uh, and you know, and kissed and hugged goodbye, and she flew away, and she has arrived now back to her husband and her home. And everybody's happy. But all of those things cause emotions. They cause energy to spin around you. Um, when I lost my child last Monday, I didn't know that was going to happen. It was a surprise and a shock. And, um, and, and, and at the same time, I was losing someone else in my life that I loved very dearly for a very long time. And all of those emotions just came crashing like the thunderstorms that came the next day. And, uh, and being the human being that I am, of course, I get caught up in the same vortexes as everyone else. It's just that I happen to get out of them a little sooner because I have a lot of experience with those kinds of storms and try to look at the world a little differently. So, so this is what went on. Um, for a few months prior to the death of this child, I have watched the, the slow process um, of the death of a soul the death of a heart, the death of a connection. Um, that person in my life constantly says, you know, will always be connected, but what people don't understand is that, is that energy will never go away, that's true. But if you, if you feel the energy around you and you understand electricity, um, the electromagnetic energy of the earth in relationship to the universe and our own little solar system and the sun and the moon and all those things, no, the, yeah, the energy is there, and the kinetic energy is always there. But when you disrupt that energy, it's like pulling the plug on a TV, and you watch, boom, that light goes out on the screen, and everything else around it, if it's connected to cable or whatever, all the lights go out. There's no power anymore. Um, and that's an interesting word, power. When you plug it back in, you have power again. You have the power to love. You have the power to change the way you love. You have the power to change yourself. When you unplug it, which a lot of people do because they get afraid. They get tired of the changes. They get afraid of change. They get afraid of loving. They get afraid of being with whoever. They get afraid of judgment from others. They get afraid of um, their histories. They get, they get so afraid that they unplug from the world, from themselves. They unplug their hearts, their souls, and then they find the excuses. Now, a lot of parents will say to me, I am staying with my husband for the children. <laughs> um, 
I don't even know if I can answer that without sounding a little judgmental, but I, I'm going to try. I have, of course, brought up 11 children, but I have dealt with hundreds, probably thousands. I think I think it's more like thousands by now of children who come from all kinds of families. The perfect families down to the broken families, the single parent families to the double double male parent families, double female parent families, to orphans, um, abused children, lost children, happy children, rich children, poor children, fat children, skinny children, ugly children, black, white, yellow children. I have dealt with them all. And I have also dealt with the parents and and the religions behind parenting and families and America and kids. Um, luckily, I broke away from my own religious background. Uh, and I did it consciously. This isn't like, oh, gee, lucky you. You got thrown out and lived in a cemetery so you didn't have to go to church. No, no, no. Long before that, I felt within my heart and my soul and allowed myself to feel that it was not something that I wanted, that uh, earth connected to me and resonated with me more than anything else. And the people resonated with me more than anything else. Even if they were evil, mean, nasty people, even if they were the most loving people, I, I, I could feel the vibrations of their hearts and souls, and that's what I wanted to be my religion, understanding them. And understanding them in relationship to children was um, a conscious step also because children are the recreation of the people who created them all the way back to the beginning not just grandparents or great-grandparents but all the way back to the beginning we just keep recreating and recreating and recreating and recreating because we're co-creators in this existence in this population of this earth and we recreate sometimes we know our histories and we re and we uh, try not to repeat them most of the times we don't know our histories in our families and we just keep on repeating the same thing so we keep recreating 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 much like we do in politics or anything else it's a big circle all the time and um, once in a while when we do recreate it might change a little bit but basically it's the same so I made a conscious decision to not recreate many of the things that came down from my family history does that mean I hated all my family? No. But they did things that they felt they should or had to and um, not always coming from the right intention. Often coming from survival. Many times coming from religion. Um, many times coming from a patriarchal point of view as to who the mothers and the fathers should be and what girls and boys are in this world. Still based in religion, by the way. All of it still based in religion. And somehow, some way, my soul came here for its final journey, probably, and said, no, we're going to change this. You're not going to keep this going and perpetuate all of these things. You're going to stop the whole pattern. Um, so I took in a lot of kids and, and uh, worked with a lot of kids who were throwaways, runaways, non-returnables, abused, beaten. I worked with women in bettered women's shelters who stayed and stayed and stayed and some of them battered physically most of them all of them actually emotionally um, most of them mentally uh, many if not all spiritually and their constant statement was but I'm here for my children I'm gonna do this for my children I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it works because otherwise I failed my children I failed my parents
because they wanted me to do this. So I failed them if I don't do this now. And it doesn't matter if I get beaten or I get destroyed or I get killed or I kill myself or whatever. They become the martyrs. The mothers become the martyrs. That's not what mothers are, nor should they be. Yes, they might have been trained to be mommies and to take care of the children and have the perfect family and be the perfect wife and be the perfect lover and dress perfectly and drive the right car and do all the right things. And they believed that they were trained that way. Um, but you know what? Think about school. You were trained in school to read a certain way and write a certain way and think a certain way, unfortunately. And then when you got out of that school, you said, hmm, I don't agree with that. And yeah, my penmanship was perfect in second grade, but it, now it's more unique to me. And they told me to only read these kinds of books, but you know what? I, I really like this other kind of book, so it resonates with me a little better, so I'm going to do that. When you left that school, that institutionalized learning experience, you started to become you. So when you leave the institutionalized parenting experience from your parents, you are also supposed to come become you, at least more of you than you were with them. Now, my youngest was here. I have seen my the impact that I've had on her life, which was not a bad one. I'm actually very good and very proud of her. But I also see her now with her own very unique footprint and handprint and, and impact on the world. Does she use some of the things that she learned from being with me and from my experiences and, and the things that I learned and passed on? Yes. But does she always use them in relationship to other people as if it was me? No. She could say to me, you taught me not to trespass on somebody's lawn. Let's just keep it simple. But I have learned that that's true, that is trespassing, and that that property does belong to someone else, but that I didn't hurt it the few times I had to do it. And that was a discernment I had to make to figure out if it's okay to cut across that lawn every day because they know I'm doing it and I have permission and it's not trespassing anymore. And when I was with you and I was a child, I didn't realize that. So she learned differently. Just And I, I, that's not maybe the best example, but it keeps it simple enough for people to understand. We are here as parents, as mothers and fathers, and some mothers as both and some fathers as both, not to protect beyond the years of protection, not to hold our children back as children and keep them children forever so that we have an identity and we have a way of looking at the world that we can accept, but to empower them to be people, whether they're 6, 8, 28, or 50, to empower them to be the people that they're supposed to be and need to be. And that empowerment does not enable. That doesn't Empowerment is not enabling. We don't enable children to live off us. We don't enable children to use us and abuse us or disrespect us or ignore us or any of those things that we feel. And they will if we let them. We can set our boundaries for them, just like they need to set boundaries with their own friends and, and, and their relatives and teachers and all of that. But it's not the boundaries that we're worried about or should worry about. It's the basics. When we don't love ourselves, we are teaching our children not to love themselves. And we have just told our parents, 
guess what? You didn't teach me to love myself. So already we have three generations, if not more, of our families messed up. Because the parents, our parents say, you don't love yourself, and I, I, I thought I was supposed to teach you that. And we're saying, I don't love myself, and it's because of everything that's going on in my life that I don't. And so I'm going to stay here and do whatever I'm supposed to do because I was told to, which enables our children to not love themselves and continue the whole pattern on down the line. If we look back at our parents and their parents, I can guarantee you that they had the same problems and nobody ever changed anything. Mostly because they don't like change, they got tired of it, and they're fearful. And if you're fearful of change, if you're fearful of judgment, you will make up any excuse that you can to validate what you're doing and not doing to change yourself. So we use our kids. Now, I've had mothers say to me that they couldn't, they, they were so angry and couldn't stand it that their ex-husbands or husbands were using the kids as pawns. And then they come back and tell me, no, no, I've got to do this for my children and I've got to make sure that they're taken care of and that they learn this and they learn that. Even if they're 30, they're still saying this. And I'm saying, guess what? You're using your kids as pawns. Same thing. You're doing the exact same thing that he's doing by trying to manipulate them into changing you or trying to manipulate their minds or control their minds into being what they what he wants them to be or what you two decided they should be or whatever you're doing the same thing you're playing a game with your kids that eventually will affect them in such negative ways um, that they will and they will pass it on to their kids so how do you teach people to be empowering mothers and empowering fathers instead of enabling dysfunctional parents that's a tough one because their inner children that within themselves are already screaming out saying I don't know how to do this and nobody taught me which is a message to the grandparents um, and the only thing that they can rely on is acceptance from others so they circle themselves with people who are not supportive of their changes they circle themselves with people who they could be relatives, sisters, brothers, whatever, or friends, or um, who knows? I don't even know who they circle themselves with, but they attract and find and accept people to surround them who will make sure that they don't have to go through those changes. It's easier. It's safer. It's calmer. It feels happier. And then they can concentrate on doing everything for their children and making sure that their children stay children and making sure that they enable those children to never be able to be good parents themselves. Because what they're seeing in their parents, in their mothers and fathers, is weakness and, and compliance and, I don't know, all those things that religion and patriarchies and societies teach us. Instead of the power that each one of those kids needs in their own lives. So what we have done is we've pulled the plug on them. We've taken away their power. We've unplugged them from becoming true independent human beings and plug them into some massive little thing that we have you know where all the plugs get plugged in and said oh this is the power I'm going to give you and that's all and when I want to pull the plug I will and when I want to pull the plug on myself I can because I can and I won't have to feel anything I won't have to hurt I won't have to struggle I won't have to think I won't have to deal with anything I'll surround myself with the shallowest people I can with people who don't challenge me with people who don't push me forward with people who never make me unhappy and then we have to think about the word happiness happiness is fluid it goes 
from one second to the next. I can be totally happy being out here until the tree falls on me or the the fan turns off because of no power or that squirrel who's hanging from the feeder totally destroys it. I can be totally happy up until those those things happen. And then I'm not happy. And then I have to go through doing things to make myself happy again. So happiness is not the be-all, end-all to what we're doing here. You can pursue happiness, which is why the Founding Fathers said that. You never find it truly, because as soon as you do, you could be very unhappy with the next second or nanosecond because something changes in what your definition of happiness is. So what are you really searching for, and what are you trying to give your children as a parent? Power. You want them connected. You want them connected from their hearts and their souls. You want them connected using love, not fear. You want them to be fearless in the world, but not ridiculous. You want them to be able to, to look at anything and say, I can do that, and not look at you and say, can I? Do you want them to be able to look at another person and say, this is the one for me, not look at you and say, is it okay if this is the one for me? You want them to be able to come home and you're not there and you're, they're 18 or whatever, and they take care of the house and they don't even question it. Not, where are you, where are you, where are you? Do you want them to be able to go off and get married if that's what they're going to do and feel not dependent on the person they married, but feel that interdependence that says, I'm still me and you're still you. Together we make us better, but separately we're still strong and we have a life and we're going to live it. That's what you want them to do. You don't want them to go off and get married and totally abuse their spouses and talk to you 24 hours a day because they don't know how what else to do with themselves that's codependence on you you don't want them to control what you're doing as a parent just like they don't want you to control what they're doing as a child so mother's day father's day all coming up children's day is every day and i had one who died and one who came to visit and all of these questions and all of these emotions and all of these thoughts have gone through my mind, my body, my soul, my heart. And my pride, which is not false in any way, in those children who I have parented, who can say to me and show to me and live every day as independent, loving, non-judgmental human beings who may not know if they can realize all their dreams. They may not even have a lot of dreams right now. They may not know if they can do everything they're going to try to do. They may not know if they're going to be as successful as their friends might be. They may not know if they're making all the right decisions. They may not know where they're going to end up next year. They may not know if tomorrow they're going to have a job. But here's what they do know. They do know that they are strong, capable people, be they girls or boys. That they come from a loving heart and soul. They judge no one for that love. They come from that place and they feel the power, the plug that I gave them when they were 1, 2, 5, 10, 15, 18, 20. I kept them plugged in. I changed the fuses whenever they blew. I made sure that that cord, no matter how frayed it got, was always repaired so that they could stay plugged in and feel their power. That's what being a parent's about. Not unplugging, not enabling, but empowering. That's what being a spouse is about. Not taking away.
away someone's power because you married them. Not splitting it down the middle so you're only half of a light each. But understanding that together you just increase the wattage. That you have the power of the supermoon now. Not just the regular moon that's very constant and shows up when it's supposed to and changes every day as it should. But a supermoon. You have that power because you knew how to connect. Uh, my mother still lives next door. She'll be 88 this year. She'll expect a Hallmark card. So, will I do that? Will I give in to her expectations? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Because I can no longer empower her to be a different person than she is. She wants to control the world. She hates everything she can't control. She thinks that she's lived her life for her children, and, she's, and she has lived a life of trying to disempower most of her children. She thinks that she is um, better and more perfect than any other mother out there, and, and that she was supposed to be, because her mother told her she should be. Um, she controls everyone around her. She hates most people, really, inside. Likes animals better. Loves nature. Um, and expects a Hallmark card. Her friends expect nothing because they don't want Hallmark cards. They want reality. Neither my mother or her friends are going to have either. The kids have moved on. They said, Mom, we don't like you. Or, Mom, we can't take it anymore. Or, Mom, I got my own life now. And because they don't feel it as empowerment, they disconnect. And when they disconnect, that person who tried to control them, that mother or that father, ends up just as disconnected. And they have no power. And um, you've seen what happens. The lights go out when there's no power. No light in your life anymore. And your soul and your heart goes out at the same time. The light goes away. You're no longer a beacon. You no longer have that power. You no longer have that light. And you don't feel love. And you don't feel loved back. And you're afraid to ever feel that again. So this Mother's Day, you want to do something for Mom? Empower her to be her. If you're a mother, you want to do something for yourself? Empower your children. Let them go be people. Let them learn what it's like to be a person. In one of my books, I said, my youngest said to me when she was four, let me fall. Please let me fall. I tried to protect her all the time. She was the last one. Oh my God, she fell down. Are you okay? And she screamed at me one time and said, let me fall. I have 21-year-old kids and younger reading that book right now who say to me, that line sticks with them more than anything else. Because mom won't let them fall. Their dads want them to fall or tell them they're going to. And mom won't let them. Because mom needs to be mom for the rest of her life. And because she thinks that that's the right way to be, she will keep them babies for the rest of their lives. And they won't be able to fall. And then someday something's going to happen to mom. She's going to die. Somebody's going to kill her. She's going to get sick. She's going to get disabled. She's going to have a stroke and be a vegetable, whatever. And there's going to be all those kids who don't know where the fuse box is. And they don't know how to connect to the power. That's when you fail your children. 
that's when you fail your parents. Because your parents, has, they made mistakes themselves, thinking that they were going to reparent through you or whatever they were going to do. But when you then let down their grandchildren, and the next generation after that because of that, and the generation after that, and the generation after that because you didn't have the courage to go through the changes, you didn't let yourself feel the power of love to do it, then you've actually hurt your parents. You've slapped them in the face. You said, I don't care if you had me and I'm your favorite kid or I'm your last kid or I'm your first kid. You told me I was supposed to do all this, whether it was right or wrong, so that's what I'm doing, and so I'm supposed to, that makes you happy. And then they find out that maybe they were wrong in teaching you that. And you didn't have the guts or the purpose or the heart or the soul or the power to go forward and become you. Now they're going to die someday saying to themselves, I failed my children. And we carry it on and on and on and recreate it and recreate it and recreate it. Women who are mothers identify themselves as mothers. But they are more than that because mother is not just a word that applies to the home and, and the husband. We are the mother of the planet. We are connected all through nature to every other mother out there and every other father out there and every other person who's not a parent and every other animal and creature who's not a parent. We're connected to all of them. And what we're looking for is that connection and the power that comes from that connection. And that biggest power is love, not fear, not some dictate from some church, not some mandate from some husband or priest or whatever on how you're supposed to be as a mother, but you. And until you do that, your children are not going to see what it means. And they're going to become you all over again. They're not going to see what an independent, but interdependent, loving, strong mother can be. So don't enable anymore, ladies and girls who are going to become mothers. I talked to my youngest about being a mother. She wants two girls. I said they're the hardest to bring up. Um, even her husband wants two girls. I said, good luck. They're the hardest to bring up because they have such a connection to the world. Don't bring them up to be mothers. Bring them up to be people who, when they become mothers for that segment of their lives, have all the power and connection and love and, and courage to be a real mother. Not a pretend one. Not one that's doing it because she was told to or brought up that way, but one who said, oh, I'm not only a, a, a nurse or a technician or a doctor. I not only drive cars. I'm not only a blonde or a brunette. I'm not only a photographer or a surfer. I'm not only somebody who is entrepreneurial and has their own business. I'm not only a homeowner. I also am a parent and a mother. I was brought up to be all of those things. All of them. And to do it with love in my heart and no fear. So as Mother Day's, Mother's Day approaches and my kid is now landed at home and the other one has gone to a different home, I say to everybody out there, if you are a parent, and we all are one way or another, empower. Empower. Do not enable. Empower. When you do that, you'll feel the power of your own love and your own heart. And you'll become empowered yourself. And that's how you thank your mothers. And their mothers. And their mothers. This is Raina G. Earthwalk-USA.com.